we're so happy that you're tuning in this evening and we can't wait for you to hear what kind of conversation we're going to have tonight. So just to give a brief update, we're changing up our intro and outro by starting off with a funny quote or joke that relates to our topic of combo. And with that, here I go. This is a quote that I love. And as some of you may or may not know, I love Ali Wong with all my heart. I think she's one bad bitch. Kat, wait, um, just because just I'm curious, for in case anyone doesn't know, could you um, give a little explanation of who Ali Wong is? Yeah, absolutely. She is... So the only reason I'm going to say this is because of the reasoning behind it. But she is an Asian-American female pregnant comedian. Powerhouse. She's a powerhouse. And the reason why I say Asian-American is because she is all about talking about race and culture and how women are breaking barriers, especially when it comes to comedy. That's the only reason I mentioned that. So she's really uh, super badass. So please watch both Baby Cobra and Hard Knock Wife. Those are her two different comedy specials, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. So this quote is from her comedy show of Baby Cobra. She says, you want to be a grown ass woman? Stop dating skaters. Stop dating (laughs) skaters unless you want to wake up on a mattress in a kitchen. They're sexy on the outside, malt liquor on the inside. (laughs) I wonder if they got the topic of conversation for tonight. I wonder. Anyone? 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 Anyone out there? What if somebody actually just like got on and started saying like, actually, yeah, I I have a thought. Like just someone happened to get the, the invite to this anchor recording and we just suddenly heard another voice. What would you do? Would you scream? Would you shout? Would you let it all out? I think I would freak out. I would freak out. Um, but you, as you guys have probably guessed, I'm sure you guys are smart, that we're going to be talking about post-quarantine dating scene and how we came. Okay, so we actually came up with this idea after I joined a FaceTime conversation with Sammy and her rest of her family, who I consider almost family or family. And um, she said, "My really grandmother, cool. my grandmother requested her presence." Yeah, I consider her my honorary grandmother, and you're my honorary sister. Aww, <laughs> you're, my, <laughs> you're my sister. Um, but yeah, she said this really interesting quote. I think this will really hook y'all. So, well, I, I on the Facetime, I was telling a story. I guess I think how it started was my grandmother, Bibi. Not the one that I live with, but uh, my my dad's mom. She, um, I call her Bibi. Her name is Beth. And she was asking all of us young kids about our relationship status and various other questions about our personal life, you know, as grandmas do. And Catherine just (laughs) burst out laughing when I gave this one, like, story because we started talking about what the scene is going to be like after social distancing um, is coming to a close or, you know, changing things up. And so what I explained to Kat and the family was that I, to me, I envisioned like a slow motion movie scene with like some people on one side of the screen, like running in slow motion, kind of spraying Purell behind them, like, like, stay away from me. (laughs) And then on the other, on the other hand, I see like 
sort of these like jacked, like super muscular people, like just running, like again, slow motion, kind of like about to pounce, like, (laughs) 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 and that's the movie scene metaphor of what I envision. Um, I kind of see like, you know, half and half, half of the people are like, haha, stay away from me. The other half are like, haha, get you over here. (laughs) I honestly, I, when I first heard her say that I was cry laughing I was doing my cackle that you only hear every once in a while which is not very much because I don't think that many people are funny but I think you're funny so that's really sweet of you I think you're hysterical and you have a lot of good things to say a lot a lot of the time um we'll see anyway so I I uh I'm curious because yeah I I think this is a great conversation topic and I know both of us have had lots of conversations related to this And I know we've bonded over the fact that something that's really important to both of us when we're like meeting people, you know, in any setting, Mm -hmm. not just relationship. I mean, relationships can mean anything. So, you know, this is post-quarantine relationships. Um, And I know something that's important to both of us is emotional intelligence and Mm -hmm. how that really, um, you know, we're both very curious people. And when someone's interesting to us, we get very mentally, you know, our or the machines in there just start churning, like, <laughs> praying, praying. Yeah. And um, so I'm wondering, when it comes to emotional intelligence and connecting with people on a personal, meaningful level, what comes to mind to you, Kat McKinley? Well, it's quite the loaded question, don't we think? But a great question. Um, so I think as someone who values um, deep connections with people, I think that you and I are both incredibly curious people. And I think The first thing I think of in answering that question is the idea that asking questions, I mean, hence the curiosity, because we are both very curious people. And I think that if you're an emotionally intelligent person, you're going to want to learn more about what values that person has. What are, what are, I mean, do they have a backbone? Are they honest people? Can you trust them? What are their goals in life? You want to figure out. I mean, for my, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know, what, whatever you value in a person. And I think that especially now with virtual dating on the horizon, now that we don't have this in-person touch anymore, literally, uh, <laughs> personal touch anymore, this doesn't exist right now. But I think that getting to know people really for who they are, the core of who they are is really important. So asking questions is the best way to do that. And like I said before, just asking them anything you think is really important. So for example, for me, I'll I'll give you a little scoop into my life. I think that for me, this is not for anyone else. I think that it's important for me to know what their core values are. Love that. That can be be a number of things though. That can be maybe their religious or spiritual preferences their ideas about life the meaning of life that's kind of stuff is very interesting to me and I have to know that they care about that kind of stuff I know also because I know you so well I'm sure you'd have to be able to have some pretty witty political banter with them oh there there's gonna be some witty political banter not witty but just just banter straight up banter right um I think it's important for myself it's important to know what they value in terms of politics. Oh yeah. For myself. I mean, 
you know, would you agree or would, would you Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. I think we've sort of, I think we've touched on this in previous episodes. Oh, wow. My computer is about to die. So hold on a second. Here we go. Um, I think it's interesting because I think growing up, I totally never really believed that people of very polarizing political identities, I guess, mm-hmm. um, could come together and date or be involved or, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I mean, it's not that I didn't think that happened. I just didn't really think that much about it. And then as I've yeah. gotten older, it's interesting, like friends of my parents who have totally opposite um, political beliefs, but are married and happily married and whatever. And so it's been interesting as I get older to kind of see the ways that I think that can work and ways in which that that doesn't work. And yeah. whether it's people our age or people who are older or people who are still kind of figuring it all out. Um, I mean, yeah. we're all figuring it all out. But um, yeah, I think it's super interesting to think about and observe. And I think a really important part of that is communication. If you have two people who are good at communicating and again, like emotionally can uh, are on the same kind of emotional level, or maybe that's not the right phrase, but you know, like, um, have equal emotional eq maybe something like that i mean yeah maybe i don't know like i think it's just if they're on the same um energy level wavelength wavelength yeah wavelength wavelength great great thank you thank you for that um (laughs) looking for something there um there you go but yeah um super interesting that is interesting i think for me personally i just i mean everyone is different um it's all personal. I think it's person by person basis, but I just think it's really important for me to know that we share the same values and that we have the same core beliefs at the end of the day, but that's just me. Um, And then the other second thing I think of is understanding and differentiating lust and love. Like what roles um, do lust and love play in our lives? And I think that with virtual dating or for example, with long distance dating, experts say, or the experts apparently say that you're able to better different, differentiate, differentiate, sorry, I can't talk tonight, lust and love. You're doing great. What roles these play for you? Because I think that I'm not an expert at all, but I definitely think that you, <laughs> you can make that distinction much better when you're not in person, which is kind of, contradiction I think you know I I know what you mean I love having conversations about lust and love I think it's a really interesting comparison to make and one that I feel like is constantly evolving in my head um and I know we've had these conversations and (laughs) sorry for this dorkiness listeners but (laughs) sometimes I like to say that like lust is like just milk and love is organic (laughs) that's so true though because lust in my mind, I think is not something that is really organic or real. It's just kind of an illusion. You know what I mean? It's like this, it's this preview of what things could be like. Or or it's like a mind game. Lust is like a a mind game. And love is like the true adventure or like the true game, the real, the live, the, uh, like a live soccer game versus like Mm -hmm. a, what you think you're going to do in the game in your head and you're like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go around that player and then I'm gonna like jump over that like that like cave and then I'm gonna like kick someone in the face and then I'm gonna jump (laughs) in the goal (laughs) 
<laughs> job number goal. That's a good one. Um, yeah, but I think that there's a very important difference between the two. And I think recognizing that the two are very different things is very important. But I also think sort of like artificial sweetener and the real sugar, like one isn't sugar. bad. <laughs> one, one isn't bad and one isn't good. It's just kind of like seeing the difference, you know? Like, yeah. lust all you want, honey. Like, yeah, you go, but. <laughs> but love is like the real deal. I mean, I just think that love is more organic or just like wholesome, in my opinion. Lust isn't really like, the wholesome thing to me. But well, just, to, just to do one more, just to keep this rolling, because I'm having so much fun with these metaphors, kind of. I feel like love is like action, like the. Like, yeah, and then and then lust is like, um, I had something and then I just lost it. Lust is kind of like, like you keep pressing pause. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't get that pause. one. Yeah, That's I, funny. I don't get that one. Just just uh, erase that, erase that from everyone's that head. Like I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, moving on. Or are we moving on? Yeah, you still well, have one more, one more thing. So the last thing I would say about answering that question the long I, I take a long time to answer questions no I love this I love this so I also talk very slow which people have told me throughout this podcast but I just really want to think about the words I'm saying before I say them but anyways sorry appreciating the people and what they bring to this world I think that's the last thing I wanted to say about this is that after this pandemic I think that the virtual dating the or long distance dating online dating is going to force us to appreciate the physical interactions we have with the other person and what they kind of what they bring to you and the world love that i completely agree i think especially during this pandemic we all just are a lot more in our heads not it's not always feeling in like the best way sometimes it's not good to be in your head but i think a way that it can be good is that it really makes you think you have time. Like, I think we've had all kinds of conversations about like not having time in the, during the coronavirus social uh, distancing pandemic is an oxymoron because we have more time than we've all ever had probably. And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously not everyone, of course we have to clap our hands together for the essential workers and everyone else who's like working their ass off Mm -hmm. to keep this country going. But for, um, a lot of our friends and just people like our families, whatever, like we have time to think. And so it's good to kind of do that. (laughs) Yeah. I think it really is important to think. And I think that I think, haha, we think I say things so much. We say things so much, but I also just think there we go again, (laughs) that during this time, unlike any other time, we have to think about what's important to us. And if we're able to have more time to think, I wish I could erase that word, but about what is important to us, then we can actually weigh out who is important to us and why they're important to us. So if you're virtual dating or you're long distance dating, you're gonna really have a lot more time to think about why the meaning there is in your life. Yeah. Totally. Love that. One question I had for you, I've just been thinking about this throughout this conversation is I've mentioned, we've mentioned long distance dating because I kind of think about online dating and virtual dating as something that's kind of similar 
to long distance dating in a, in a number of ways because like we mentioned before you're able to better differentiate between lust and love which I think is something that you can figure out more in long distance relationships um maybe more dialogue because you're always chatting with them but how do you think do you how do you think these ways in which we're long distance dating virtual dating will carry over into post-quarantine <clears throat> dating or post-pandemic we want to say post-pandemic dating what yeah. do you think that, like the benefits of long distance dating are totally I think the first thing that comes to my head is space and how just space in general is something that I'm beginning to learn more a lot more about in the way that it is important to me and that I you know I'm in my head a lot I get distracted a lot by a lot of things and so I think like I don't know about other people but at least for me personally I think that um something that this pandemic could do potentially for others is it could make them realize like what kind of space they need, what kind of like, you know, uh, environments they thrive in and, um, or that they can create for themselves. You know, like most of us are obviously like, well, all of us, yeah, anyway. Um, Given what we're being exposed to and what we're surrounded by, like what kind of an environment can we create for ourselves? What can we distance ourselves from? Um, What do we like to be around? that we can kind of do with like that we have control over, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think that I think we're, I think we're both reading a lot about the various ways that relationships are going to break apart. I'm sure some families are going to, who are um, having a hard time being together in such a confined space um, Mm -hmm. during this time could face some challenges and maybe that will have some long-term effects on their relationships. Um, and then others might realize who are either far apart or close together that, you know, they need to make some changes in their relationship and that, um, well, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking of, this is kind of something that's unrelated, but it's making me laugh. So, you know how you talk about the long-term effects on their relationships? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The one thing I was, this is not romantic at all, but I was just thinking about this earlier tonight, how much I want to move out of my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to be post-pandemic packing my bags and just walking down the stairs and walking out of the house and driving away because I just like can't wait to because it's it's hard being in a confined space right and you know I think that impacts familial relationships I mean for speaking for myself because I just can't after this pandemic I am moving like I'm out of here like I genuinely to all those people who know me or don't know me like I'm definitely moving because of the long-term impact not on my relationships but just I think on my mental state like Mm -hmm. I'm yeah totally like perfect example I think it's just interesting to see like this I think this pandemic is a real test to like people's awareness of the space they need from people from themselves from their mind from you know and I think that's why um (laughs) yeah I've definitely just realized like I'm I'm in a sort of long distance relationship I mean only a state away my boyfriend's in Boston and I'm in New York City as, as you know but just to you know cl- clarify New that York. for the listeners yeah and um it's interesting because like I I love space like it has nothing to do with like the the person or the people or whatever like I'm just the type of person where like like I said I'm in my head a lot I am thinking about stuff all the time like it's very hard for me to just turn off like all the we were talking earlier about how we're both very curious people about 
um, curiosity is a big part of our why maybe we focus on this emotional intelligence um, component of getting to know others. And, mm-hmm. um, and so with that curiosity, like it takes a lot to, to make me curious to get me out of my own effing head. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just like thinking about stuff, everything from, you know, like, when is the coronavirus pandemic going to be over to like, where does space end? Like, like literally not, not space, like in the way I've been talking about it, but I mean like literally outer space, like universe. Yeah, if I think about outer space for more than five minutes, like I might fall over. Like I might yeah. full on collapse. Like you're gonna what like, the hell? Explode. She's yeah. gonna explode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of a sim- something. I mean, more recently, something's been happening to me is I am thinking about all the things that I talk about with people during the day, or things that I read about, or things I I hear about, things I watch, and it consumes my brain. Like, before I go to bed, I, I don't know if you guys or you, Sammy, or anyone listening to this have, like, this intense 10 minutes before you go to bed or even hour, however long it takes you to go to bed. And it's just over-consuming with how much information that we're getting, but also the stressors, but also the what-ifs. And I think the what-ifs of life are really getting to me. And I'm going to be brutally honest. I just think about it for probably like 30 minutes before I can fall asleep. And it's actually not not to make this depressing, but it's just genuinely what's happening. Like it's very hard to get out of your own head. Well, if you'd like, if this is helpful, totally fine. If it's not, I can definitely accept the decline, but um, if it's helpful, I'd be happy to send you a funny story. So you can read that instead of all the other stuff you're, you're fueling into your, ruminating Ruminating. yeah ruminating because we we talked about this before is the fact that we we are i I think we're both curious people and i think that we ruminate we ruminate a lot lot. yeah Yeah. which is not great but at the same time we are we just care deeply about issues and that kind of it can consume you yeah and so kind of back to your initial question like how how is this long distance from not just people you're dating but from just people in general going to affect people in the long run and I think um becoming whether or not people are familiar with what ruminating is becoming more familiar with like what consumes their thoughts and what they need to figure out and what um I think a really important thing um that this that this uh thing that this (laughs) that this pandemic is doing to us is I'm hoping it's going to inform more people about what it means to have a growth mindset like all we can really do right now is have a growth mindset what is coming what can we do to to grow right now with the tools that we have and the environment that we're in and how can we just focus on the positive and look forward and keep going yeah not that sounded a little dark for a minute because like it's not like we're gonna just like turn around and run <laughs> well, off we know we know we can both get really dark i can get really dark really fast and that's probably why people are like stop that's probably why I, no one will date me because I'm so dark all the time. Not just dark. To, just to clarify to our listeners, when we're saying, like, keep going, we don't mean that we're just going to, like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why like, we're laughing. This is not helping. <laughs> not helping our case. But we just mean, like, you know, keeping up the in- inspiration and the motivation yeah. and all the Asians. Um, we, don't mean, we don't mean, you know, you, you can probably interpret what, what we're, yeah. Not we're not we're not we're not gonna go on a long walk to find a dark cave and sit there. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> or go walk it under a bridge, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Or or the other thing I was thinking about recently, like, did you, I don't know if you guys have seen this quote or listened, but do you remember the movie The Cinderella Story? Oh yeah, 
oh yeah that was such a classic early 2000s movie but there's one quote it's this iconic quote and I think it really just really resonates with young people is let me see if I can remember the quote correctly um I just want to confirm I just want to confirm you're about to quote you're, you just called a quote from the Cinderella story movie uh, really important and inspirational. Am I just... just well, no, because it's to... inspirational because okay. she says, waiting for you in this life is... No, I have to, I have to look it up. But if I, I'm definitely repeating it wrong, but it was something about waiting for you. It was like waiting for water in a drought. And it just like really resonated with me and it always has because... Waiting for water in a drought. Waiting for you is like waiting for water in a drought because wow. she likes the guy do you remember the movie where she likes the football player and he's just like oh yeah he's not coming he's not um he's not really reciprocating and I think that she kind of had these false hopes and then at the end you know I won't spoil the rest of the story for the for those few people that haven't watched this movie concerning this was made like 15 years ago because it really was an Oscar winner sarcasm <laughs> but essentially that kind of is tying back to this this point that we're talking about is about growth is that you can't let that kind of waiting for something to happen such as waiting for water or drought to keep you from going because I think that we can get stuck in that I can get stuck in that sort of mindset of waiting for something to happen I I do see yeah. how very relevant that quote is to the conversation here so I I, I get it Thank you for that. Also, full circle, though, because waiting for someone, okay, I mean, really think about the quote, though, waiting for someone is like waiting for water and drought. So tying into relationships and dating is that, I mean, this is not something we really talked about much, but the idea that you can't just be waiting for someone. It's really going to, it's going to take effort. I also, I believe, but also just the right person at the end of the day, you know? Well, Kat, Kat, I can't wait to make a speech at your wedding. Oh, same to you. It's going to be a, a definitely an interesting speech, I will say. Also, we said that we were changing up the outro, but I forgot what we were doing. So I'm just going to make something up on the spot and say, um, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could say something like, um. Oh, I have a joke. I have a joke. Okay. I'm going to click end as soon as I'm done because this is, can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, do you like Lucky Charms? Uh, yes, I love them. Good, because you're magically delicious.